0: You are, to Division 4, mixed gender, social league, inner city, lunchtime, touch football, what Federer is to tennis. That is to say, you are beautiful. Your passes, when you pass, which is happening less and less often as the season goes on, are perfect spirals. You are fast, agile. You step left and right, you zig and you zag as if your shoes are made of special springs that allow you to weave across the turf better than anyone else. But you wear normal, mortal shoes. You are God's gift to touch football. Today, you are playing in the Lunchtime League's semi-final. Doesn't get much bigger than that. In fact, it... You only gets one bigger than that the final that's where you must be and so you've stretched in earnest got good clean blood pumping right round your body and you feel inside of your muscles the extraordinary calm before your equally extraordinary athletic storm you are a wily springbok wow and you're lightened, quick like a Is hell, but you're also like you're also the lion. Ah, ah, ah. Obviously, you don't wow, roar, or say any of that stuff out loud. Instead, you greet your teammates good-naturedly. You say to them, "Nice to see you, and how about this weather? And who are we even playing today, anyway?" This is because you're not just God's gift to touch football. You're humble, too. And wise. And good-looking. And you work real, divine, transcendent, ecstatic miracles with those perfect spiral passes. Like Jesus. Um... That might be, um... Yeah, no, no, you know what? No, you go- you're going to stand by that one. Like Jesus. You are very good at touch football. You start off the field, and by the time you get on, your team is down 4-0. But that's okay. You now have the ball. You run towards the line of defenders, a coordinated human chain link fence that would seem, to a lesser player, impregnable. But there are holes, if there aren't holes, you'll make them. God, you're good at touch football. You saunter towards the wall, hopping and bopping, waxing and waning. A space in the defence opens up thanks to your bamboozling goose step, and you pounce. You twirl. You hop, skip, and explode through it. You're through on goal when you hear a cry of, Touch! from behind you. And you don't think so. No fucking way, lady, you come very close to saying. Not in this dimension. But of course, you don't say that. Touch football is founded on a strong moral code, an honesty system. And though you do not believe that you were touched, at least not in any corporeal, physical way, you don't want to get into a whole thing here. Not this early in the game, anyway. You jog back to the mark with an amicable fake smile and play the ball. A teammate has the ball now. James, is it? Julian? Hamish, maybe? You don't really give a shit what his name is. You just want the ball. You sweep around behind him and you yell, Here if you need. Your eye contact and arm waving makes it clear that what you in fact mean is pass me the ball right fucking now whether you need it or not, James. And you are obliged. You catch it. You run. You throw a perfect spiral pass out to the wing. The strength and precision and perfect spiralness of which wrong-foots the defenders and throws open your teammate for a clear line on goal. They score. It's the least they could do. 4-1. Most players ebb and flow, but not you. While teammates and opponents and even the referee ebb, ebb, ebb around you, dropping the ball, missing touches, throwing atrocious passes that don't spiral at all, running slow, changing direction like their shoes are full of wet cement, disappointing themselves and their families, you play close to the perfect game. You flow, baby. Boy do you flow, you're dancing out there. Single-handedly, you make it 5-4 to the good. And you're humble about it too, self-effacing. Every time anyone says, wow, which they do a lot, even players on the other team, you produce a shy, almost apologetic smile. You congratulate others, you're polite, you make the occasional well-received joke. Just on fire out there you're God's gift to touch football, and you're a nice guy as well. And then someone from the sideline calls your name. This Division 4 mixed gender social league inner city lunchtime touch football team is not a meritocracy, even though you really think it should be. It's one of those happy-clappy, crappy, socialist, everyone gets a fair go, we just wanna have fun delusions. There's a stopwatch on the sideline it's your turn to go off. You do so good naturedly. Just to keep up appearances. Somehow, from this angle on the sideline. The game looks rather… pitiful. Looks a bit shit. Inner city business people, far from their physical peaks, cramming exercise into their half hour lunch breaks, are chasing one another around on uneven grass. They're playing between small orange cones that are neither in line with each other nor regulation distances apart. The ball is often thrown around as if it is a pizza being lazily tossed. Game is slower from this angle. Awkward. Tragic. Your time in sideline purgatory lasts forever. And in that forever, your team manages to lose the unassailable lead you handed them on a platter. They're down 7-5 in this high stakes all or nothing. Division 4, Mixed Gender, Social League, Inner City, Lunchtime Touch, Football, Semi-Final. And it's like they don't even care. They're laughing at their mistakes. The same things like, whoopsie daisies, and oh that was close, and boils your blood. There's still a minute to go on your time allotment, only five to go in the game, and you can't bear it. You cancel the timer and call a teammate off. Only you can win this game. You're on the field for less than 20 seconds before finding the ball in your hands. You feel your vision widen. You feel conscious thoughts fade away. Your entire brain is consumed by sports cliches. Eye on the ball, one moment at a time. You sprint forward to within reach of the defense, then stop on a dime. You skip backwards, evading a swiping arm. Whoosh! You skip to your left, then back to your right to dodge a defender that flies past you, carried by their own momentum. More opponents close in on you, and so you retreat in a wide and sweeping run towards the touchline. And there you see a gap. No more than a meter wide. And in two big steps, you fire through it like lightning. You must contort your body to fit through the hole in the wall, to twist side on and arch your back and flare your arms out while keeping a hold on the ball. Like a dancer, like an electric bullet, you can't be touched. Touch. Excuse me. The, uh, the guy... With the ball, I, I touched you mate. I gotcha. Over here. I touched you. Hey. No fucking way, you think. And then say. But the toucher stands firm. The referee agrees. Typical. Biased. He's a hack. They're all out to get you. You apologize Through gritted teeth. I believe that you think that you believe that you touched me, you say. And you reluctantly play the ball. You demand it straight back and now, powered by the fossil fuel of injustice, you wind and spin your way past two lunging defenders and run off to score a goal. It's beautiful. It's smooth. 7-6. Play resumes. And you're really in the pocket now. You are both hyper-aware and not aware at all. You feel it happening, but it's like it's happening to you, or maybe through you. Like you are a vessel the divine. Touch football is a fast game, it can be hard to read the play, harder to still to understand it on a deep primal level, but you do. Your opposition has the ball and you can see a big pass coming. You intercept it in a flash and take off down the touchline. But you're being chased by the only other fast guy in the opposition, and the exertion of carrying the whole team on your back is taking its toll. He's gaining on you. You're gonna have to pass it. You look around. I'm open, on the sideline, I'm open. On the other side of the field is a streaking teammate. They're almost on the opposite touchline, 20, 30 meters away, and there's no one in front of them. Hey, over here. Oh, you really don't wanna pass it to this goober. Pass it, pass it, I'm open. And this is it. This is your moment. Ticking clock, closing window, the game and the ball are in your beautiful, special hands. You load up and unleash... Ah! The perfect spiral. And once the ball is let go, and it's perfect spiral you realise there is no longer anything you can do but watch. Equal parts horrified and hopeful. You snap out of your flow state trance. The ball floats high. And slow. You realise it's quite a beautiful thing that you've just done. You realise how incredible it is to be alive. Still the ball soars. And you can't help but think about what being beautiful at touch football actually means. It means that you, a human being, a machine made of chemicals and meat, have attained such mastery over your body, over your mind, that you move in a way that reconciles the improbability of your existence and even makes it pretty. Still the ball soars. And you start to think that your body is really quite spectacular. The chemical constituents of it, the atoms of oxygen and hydrogen, can be found in any old pile of dirt. And they've been assembled in such a way in your body so that you're not only conscious but beautiful. You think of your skin that regenerates itself, the liver that metabolizes all on its own. Your entire body is made of chemical reactions and electrical impulses, small and ugly stuff that you, you, have brought together into a single beautiful thing. And still the ball source. You can unite your own disparate parts, the strange and unwieldy limbs, the beating heart, in order to play touch football beautifully, and that, you feel, is ecstatic, irrefutable proof that you exist. That you are alive in a way that you cannot prove that anyone else is alive. Well, except for Roger Federer. The ball hits your teammate at a perfect, catchable height bounces off their meaty hands dribbles along the ground and rolls out the sideline and you lose the game you lose your shot at the grand final you lose your temper and you you say some things that you later regret you burn a lot of bridges actually You accuse your teammates of not existing in the same way that you do. You say that they're ugly, pitiful people failing to understand or reconcile the transcendent realm of beauty you have attained through the mastery of your body and well, well, well basically the postseason drinks are kind of unpleasant and after a couple of weeks you're quietly removed from the team WhatsApp. And that is... Bullshit. And it kills you. It really does. And so you have no choice but to go online and to find a low-division inner-city lunchtime mixed netball competition to register for. You are God's gift to all social sports. You will not apologise for that. And you are beautiful. And you will be the most graceful and humble and prolific goal attack that the world has ever seen. Wow. <sighs> <clears throat> <clears throat> That was God's Gift to Touch Football, episode 3 of season 3 of These Stories Are Not Real. And yes, this is Untouched by the Veronicas. And yes, that is pretty clever. And also, it's a great song. I am sorry about the voice at the end there. I thought it was really funny, but uh, my focus groups said it was uh, disturbing. So, it's a real spectrum. I hope you're on the funny end, but if not, that's okay. I, I hope you liked the episode in general. If you did, please share it with a friend. And uh, go find the show on Instagram for more fun stuff. Episode four is going to be a bit weird. I know the episode you just listened to was a bit weird and the one before it was a bit weird. It's a real theme of this season. They're all weird and it's going to be existential and cloudsy. I'm excited about it. It's coming out in two weeks. Until then, I'll leave you with this reminder that if you're going to record your own action sound effects you should really bring an inhaler. Thanks for listening. <coughs> oh my god. Fuck me. All I do was run on the spot. And I'm not doing sport episodes anymore.